Okay. So today we are doing another entire letter, very powerful letter, letter 31. And the main point of this letter, though it has a number of interesting details and messages, is that interdependence and love among Jews is so crucial, is so vital. If it's lacking, the divine presence is felt. Is thick. Divine presence is not well because it's our heart and all the Jews are the organs. And if there's a disorder among the organs, the whole circulatory system is affected, the whole body is affected, the heart's affected, meaning the divine presence is affected. So the Rebbe begins by quoting a well-known statement of Kabbalah in the Zohar, the foundational book of Kabbalah, of the esoteric wisdom, that the divine presence, the Shekhinah, is sick in exile. Now here we're making some anthropomorphic analogy here, comparing a physical sickness, so to speak, to this sickness that the divine presence has. And what causes sickness? So the Rebbe says illness or health is very dependent on the flow of life from the heart to all the organs the oxygen that's flowing from the heart through the bloodstream to all the body. All of this life, the oxygen flows in the bloodstream from the heart to all the organs, through all the veins embedded in them, and then returns back to the heart. So if the circulation, if the flow of oxygen is as it should be, in the proper order, then the person is healthy, right? That's what we want them to because all the limbs are bound together, they're receiving their appropriate vitality from the heart through this circulation, and every organ is healthy, the heart is healthy, the body is healthy. But if there's disorder anywhere, if there's something that's stopping the flow of circulation, if there's something that's a blockage, that the blood with the oxygen in it, can't flow freely, then this bond connecting all the limbs with the heart through this circulation is severed, which would extinguish the light, or it's diminished, and the person would, God forbid, get sick. Which shows us that the interconnection of the organs with the heart doesn't only impact the organs, it's also impacting the heart. This metaphorically, are the souls and the divine presence. The souls are the organs. The divine presence is the heart. Now, the divine presence we call in the Hebrew, which means to dwell, because the light of God is dwelling in the world of creation, the world of development, Bria, of forming, Yisira, of action, Asiya, the divine presence is dwelling in all of the lower worlds to give it light. Only after, there's a very strong and interesting point that I'm going to make now, only after it was first invested in the souls of the Jewish people. Meaning 
The divine presence first has to penetrate the soul and then is able to penetrate creation. Why? Because creation doesn't really have a relationship to the creator. It's nothing in contrast to the creator. So how can a creation that's nothing receive life from the creator? How can they exist? They exist by means of the soul. We say this actually every time we make a blessing. We say, blessed are you, our God, king of the universe, etc. Blessed are you, our God, king of the universe. Very specific order. First, you're our God. Once we make you our God, then you can be king of the universe. In the Hebrew, Rach Tashem Elokeinu, and then Melech Olam. If we accept you as God, you can rule the world. God first invests himself in the souls, where there's a natural relationship between creator and the souls, a piece of him. And through that medium, can then invest himself in creation. We see this also because it says the souls come from God's thoughts. Creation is from his feet. Thought is an inner process. It serves the person himself. Speech is external. The purpose of speech is to communicate outward. So the souls are coming from the inner dimension of God. They're his thoughts. He's talking to himself. And then after that level, we can come to the next level of speech to talk outward to create the world. As our sages said, that God took counsel with the souls concerning creation, meaning that the souls preceded creation, that the souls are superior to creation, so to speak. So what do we see from all this? That the divine presence and the souls are so linked that only after the divine presence invested in the soul can it then have the ability to descend and give life to all of creation, including all the supernal worlds. So we see here the relationship of the heart to the organ, giving life, the oxygen flows. But there's a second aspect to the analogy. Because after, of course, you would think of, just think of the flow of blood. It goes from the heart to the organ and back to the heart. So similarly, the godly life force also has this dual dynamic pulse. As we say in the Hebrew, ratu, to advance, to retreat. The godly life force is drawn down into the world, and then it returns back to its source. How does it return back to its source? Through what we Jews do in this world, through our study of Torah, through our spiritual service, the light goes back to God. As it has to be, we need a interplay of the beginnings and the ends. The direct light down to creation and the reflecting light from the lower world going back up to God. So if this is so then, let's go back to our original premise of this letter, which we speak of the divine presence ailing. So where do we have sickness here? Well, the other thing, the sickness would be if there's a problem between the souls. If there's a blockage from one organ to the next, if the souls are attached and bound together, then the circulation flows the light from the divine presence to the world, and the world back to the divine presence is continuous. It works. Pump. 
divine presence, to the souls, to creation, godly souls in this world serving God, and back goes the flow of life, even stronger than before, to God. And then it goes again, and then it goes back again, and then it goes again, and then it goes back again. That's when it works. But if it doesn't work, if there's not unity between all the people, then there's blockage between the organs. If from one Jew to the next, there's cut off or barrier, then the flow can't happen. Our sages taught that the destruction of the second temple and the Jews being in Israel and the withdrawal of the divine presence and its descent in exile are all because of one sin, the baseless hatred between one Jew and another, the dissension between the Jews. And that's why it says in our opening Kabbalistic statement that in exile, the divine presence is fixed. Because if the organs have blockages, the life can't flow as it should, and it can't therefore flow back to the heart as it should. So not only are the organs all messed up because the flow between them is broken, they're not receiving as they should. And obviously the body's sick because the organs are sick, which is about it for self creation. But the heart's sick. Because the flow of life is supposed to pump back to the heart. But the flow of life can't pump back to the heart if it's not pumping in the in, in a smooth flow in the first place. So from God, from the heart, to the organ, to the world. Jews do their service in the world, and the flow goes back to the heart, even stronger than ever before. Jews are not unified. There's hatred between Jews, God forbid. There's animosity. There's tension. There's conflict. The godly flow is trying to go from organ to organ, but there's blockages, there's obstructions. It can't flow. The organs are getting sick. They're not getting the life they need. The body is getting sick. The world isn't getting the life they need. And ultimately, the heart gets sick because the life doesn't go back to the heart either. So look at what happens when there's a lack of love between us. Not to end on that note, look at what happens when it works between us. Look how powerful it is. It's powerful on all the levels we recognize, and it's powerful in healing our hearts, in healing God himself as he sounds among us. Good sounding.